On this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got your boy like Del De Niro talking to y'all about a bunch of sports. This is a, this episode is a lot of sports. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. Um, a lot of sports to go through. Um, NFL Week Two. Um, a lot of two and teams out there, especially the Buccaneers. Boy, I got a lot to talk about about that. Um, college football Week Three. Um, I'm gonna review a little bit of the Oregon game. We played Hawaii last week. Talk a little about Colorado, Colorado State, and then the hype between um, those two teams playing this week over there in Eugene. Um, see if Prime Time can continue his little win streak in his first year over there at Colorado. Um, then we're gonna talk about fantasy, of course. Get my fantasy scores out there for the Best of Bias Invitational of uh, 2023. Um, the scores from Week Two and then the standings for Week Two. You know how we do it there. Um, not much pop culture today. Uh, just like one little thing here and there um it's kind of sports related and then we're gonna get right in the cinema corner we have another ahsoka episode to talk about so um and a couple of things of what i'm watching and stuff like that so not much in the cinema corner not much in the pop culture but you know as we get into the sports and the sports equinox we're gonna be talking a lot of sports so um Hope you guys are ready for that. Sorry to all my pop culture and cinema corner guys and gals. Um, we still go do cinema corner every time. Um, there's always stuff in the cinema going right now, especially the good shows and stuff that I'm going to try to put you guys on, um, especially in this drought with the writers and the actors on strike. So I'm going to keep you guys up to date with that. I hope you guys like the glasses and I hope you don't mind the glare right now, but I'm trying to get in real organ spirits right now. because It's a big game this week. You know what I mean? Um, but it's the best of bias podcast is get right into this podcast. Um, it's Friday. Uh, actually today's Friday. So it's Saturday. Um, drop this podcast podcast on saturday you know my drops be kind of sporadic but you guys know why i'm doing the best i can you guys don't fault me but um it's the best of Buys podcast where that theme song at and let's get right into it yeah no more long talking and all that shit let's get right to it yeah 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 it's the best uh best of bias you need to hear for you should try us from pop culture to the movies to unite us it's the best uh best of bias uh, best of bias Welcome, welcome, welcome. Saturday, lovely day. We got college football today. Depending on when you're listening to this, you probably could have already watched your college football. Did your team win? Um, you know what I'm here to talk about. You know what I'm repping. Sorry for the audio listeners. I'm wearing my Oregon shirt last two weeks. I think I've been wearing Oregon gear, maybe the week before that. But it's college football time. You know, I'm trying to let everybody know what I'm repping. And everybody's doubting us this week. But let me not, let me not jump the bridges here. Let me not just jump myself, jump the shark. You know what I'm saying? Um, let me get right to what we're talking about. Um, you know how we like to start it. Let's talk about the NFL Week 2. Um, welcome in, everybody. Um, before I get to everything, you know, I like to check in on everybody's mental health. Hopefully, everybody's doing good out there. Um, if you're not, man, just let me know. Hit me up in the DMs. Maybe we can talk or something, you know, talk through some things. Because, you know, I'm, I'm always here for y'all. The best of bias family, especially the core listeners that have been here for a long time. I respect y'all because, you know, this growth is taking a while for us to get to where we want as far as audience-wise. But once we get there, I'm telling you, the core family, it's gonna help everybody get up to date. But if you are new today, I like to explain kind of what the the best of bias podcast is about. Um, we bring you know bias from all the pop culture you know spheres of the world. Um, we talk about sports. We talk about pop culture stuff like comics, superheroes, movies, uh, stuff going on in pop culture with celebrities, stuff like that. Just kind of whatever what everybody is talking about. 
different aspects. We don't limit it to one topic. Um, this podcast kind of is all encompassing. So you never know what you're going to get when you come to this podcast. Uh, you might get something you want to hear about and, uh, you know, we'll reflect on some stuff. You never know if we have a guest on that reflect on some stuff. We may have the same viewpoint as you and you're waiting to reflect with somebody else and, and get in the podcast where they can have the same ideals as you. And if they don't have the same ideals as you, you know, just hear somebody else's viewpoints, you know, to try to hear the other side of the coin, you know what I'm saying, that you may not have heard before. But either way, welcome to the family thank you for clicking on this podcast because i know you could have been at any podcast in the world right now but you're listening to us or watching us on youtube um if you're here on youtube go ahead hit that bell right there so you don't miss any the new uh podcast that we drop we drop every week every week try to get the, get the podcast out on friday but friday saturday sunday we in that span just look for us keep tapping actually if you hit the bell you don't have to you just know when the videos and the pods are out so you'll be straight but like, subscribe, all that stuff. We'll talk more about that where you can, at the end of the podcast. But let's get right into it without further ado. Let's start with the NFL. Thursday night, we saw the Eagles play uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, it seems so long ago now, right? It's Saturday. Um, seems like a million years ago. We just had the Monday night football game. Um, and we may have forgotten all about the Vikings game. But the Eagles were able to take care of the Vikings 34 to tw- uh, 28. The Vikings are 0-2, man. After last year, they had a crazy record um and they were like 11 and 1 or something like that in one score games and stuff like that and was able to put up big numbers and produce a lot um this year they're off to a rocky start um they played the bucks week one i told you all about that game kirk cousins was kind of struggling justin jefferson was doing raw but the absence of dalvin cook is kind of showing and and uh i mean tj hawkinson that addition is doing great for them but without dalvin cook looks like the offense is kind of up to kirk cousins to make pop and he's not really doing that he's kind of in uh turnover prone he's putting up big numbers because he's trying to like come back at the end of the games after being down uh, uh addison jordan addison i think his name is jordan um out of usc is doing great as a first year receiver on the opposite side of justin jefferson and you know kj osborne and hawkinson so they're all right but the eagles man they're trying to find themselves still um the bucks play the eagles on monday night football i'll probably talk about that when we talk about the spreads and stuff for the next uh this week's games but um, the Eagles still trying to find an identity. Um, Jalen Hurts in the offense is not looking as good as he did last year, but it's understandable. They lost the offensive and defensive coordinator to other teams. Uh, I think the uh, offensive coordinator went to the Cardinals and the defensive coordinator went to, I don't know exactly what team he went to, but either way, they lost two coordinators. So they're trying to find themselves again. And when they played the Vikings, they didn't really seem too much like themselves. The big passes, the explosive plays weren't really there. Um, They kind of focused on running the ball a lot with uh, DeAndre Swift, the new acquisition from Detroit. And um, he, you know, scrambled for uh, rushing touchdowns every time they got to the goal line. So we didn't really get to see what the offense had to put together. Uh, Devontae Smith had some big plays. I think he had like a 60-yard touchdown. Um, but still, it didn't seem like they were clicking on all cylinders and weren't really themselves yet. Um, but they did get that win, um, which ended the Thursday night games. If you guys saw that game and bet anything on it and won some money, congratulations to you, but I did not. Um, Sunday uh, Sunday games, we'll ramble through these real quick. The Ravens played the Bengals. The Bengals still not looking like themselves. Joe Burrow may actually be hurt. That calf may actually be a problem. Um, you know, no touchdowns for Jamar Chase yet. Um, T. Higgins had a, a bounce back game after having zero catches on hell, like eight targets uh, the first game. So um, it was a bounce back game for him. Um, Joe Mixon still wasn't really doing much. Um, they did all their scoring towards kind of the end of the game. Uh, the Ravens were actually able to put together offensive drives and stuff like that um, to move the ball down the field. Um, everybody's kind of worried about uh, Lamar Jackson after week one, but this week showed that he's getting right back on track. Um, though they lost 
Odell Beckham to an ankle injury in the game, Zay Flowers, and um, others are looking like they are ready to play. Um, though they lost J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards went out there and had a – I think it was Gus Edwards or was there Justice Hill? One of them. Either way, they have a stable of backs that always kind of step up in the absence of each other, um, and they're able to do that. And Lamar was able to run with his feet, obviously, but uh, make things happen with his feet. Make things happen with his feet. Sorry, Clay was over there doing some crazy stuff. My little puppy's over here just scratching his bed before he lays down. Just lay down, bro. You got to do all that. But anyways, yeah. Um, the Ravens were actually able to take that to go to uh, – I think they're 1-1 one one now. So it's 27-24. to 24. The Bengals fall to 0-2. Seahawks uh, beat the Lions, bounce back from that week one loss. Um, they won 37-31. to um, The Lions, after beating the Chiefs, everybody thought was actually uh, ready for ascension to be a team that's really to be reckoned with in the NFC. But after losing to the Seahawks – like they did this week. I don't know if that's true. Uh, Lions fall to one and one. Uh, Colts played the Texans. Colts beat the Texans 31 to 20. Not much to talk about in that game. Anthony Richardson, I think, went out that game. Um, had two rushing touchdowns early in the game. Went out with a concussion. Um, so he went out early. Um, but yeah, the Colts were able to secure that win 31 to 20. Uh, the Bears and the Bucks. I can talk about this game a little bit more. The Bears uh, didn't really do much against the Bucks. The Bear, the Buccaneers defense looked pretty dominant, but I mean, there's always that Justin Fields factor. Um, people are kind of con- like skeptical of him, thinking that he's actually a bust because there's no progression from uh, year one to two um, with his throwing the ball and reading the defenses and holding on to the ball too long and getting the ball downfield. Um, everybody thinks he's just one of those quarterbacks that is good with his legs and can make things happen with his legs. But when it's time to actually process plays or make things happen down the field, he can't do it. Um, and the Buccaneers kind of exposed that. Um, the defensive line, I think we had like six sacks that game. Uh, like three turnovers, um, two fumbles and an interception. I think one of the interceptions didn't count because the one of our DBs stepped out of bounds. Um, they were able to move the ball downfield when they, you know, got the ball to DJ Moore, their new acquisition um, from Carolina when they traded the number one pick to them. Um, but, you know what I mean? I, I, I just don't know what their plan is for him. It looks like he doesn't know – what he's doing out there, he reads defenses wrong. He does hold the ball for a very long time. Um, and when it's time to run, it's kind of too late. The defense is already on him, and he's just holding the ball, I think, the second longest in the NFL. The first longest is Zach Wilson, and you know how he is. So it's not looking good for him, but talking good on the Bucks. Baker Mayfield looked good again. Mike Evans looked good again. Um, I feel like this year, uh, our offensive line, with the, again, like I said, with the quarterback that actually can move in the pocket and can run around and give us some time and have the receivers just kind of make plays in space, uh, can be good for us. And that's what Baker Mayfield is. He's not the best quarterback in the world, has the best resume in the world. But with the receivers we have, with the skilled positions we have, it can make Average quarterbacks look good. Not saying Baker's average, it doesn't have it in him, but it's like, man, we can we can still make things happen. Everybody expected us to be so trash just because we lost Tom Brady, but we still have those uh, requisite pieces to be good. We just got to put it all together. And Mike Evans, man, had another 170-yard game. I think he had he had one touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. Uh, Chris Godwin able to get open on crucial third down plays. Uh, Rashad White was actually able to move the ball. Line pushing people around finally. D-line, Shaq Barrett got an interception touchdown. Got a couple of sacks actually getting to the quarterback. Joe Tryon Shoyinka actually got a sack. Um, Logan Hall out there. Vita Vea, of course, out there pushing the pocket, uh, collapsing the pocket. Um, we still haven't had our uh, first-round pick, Elijah uh, Chancey, play out of pit. Um, and he's supposed to be a stud, too, on a defensive line. So once we get all that together and our linebackers, you already know about them, Antoine Winfield Jr., 
causing havoc. We even have we didn't even have our starting corner for the last game. Carlton Davis was out, um, so he's coming back. So with our defensive squad, the way we have it, if we can hold people to low scoring games, get some turnovers and uh, avoid turnovers from Baker Mayfield, I think we could be something to reckon with and something that nobody really expected. And I mean, you make jokes on Baker Mayfield just because of his past and the last stops he's been at. But so, I mean, maybe if he gets in a stable situation in an organization that actually, you know, has been winning the last couple of years and just want to kind of continue on that pace, uh, maybe this ended up being a good spot for him to go to. You know, in the long run, it could be the redemption story, redemption story of Baker Mayfield. I mean, shoot, he's already more advanced than any quarterback we can draft in the draft next year. And uh, his development is probably past what it would be from year one to two anyway. So until like year three, we have to wait a couple of years and be going through a rebuild and stuff like that. But I think where we're at right now, Baker's like 28, maybe. Um, and you know what I'm saying? He's just kind of like able to connect with the older players. Not, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and just, you know, just has a moxie and leadership about him that everybody likes in the, uh, in, in the locker room. And going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, that could be a really big difference as far as leadership goes and expectations goes. But at what he's doing right now, he's handling it really well. Nobody expected us to be 2-0 right now. Um, we play the Eagles next week. It's not a game that I'm expecting to win. But if we do win, you know, I'm, I'm happy happy about it. And I'll be even more secure in how I'm feeling about Maker, uh, excuse me, Baker Mayfield. But if we lose, it's like, okay, we, it's the Eagles, the, the, you know defending NFC champs. So if we actually have a good showing and not get blown out, that's even, you know, that's good for me too. I just want to see what we can do, see if Baker can actually can continue with what he's doing in, in prime time on Monday Night Football. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Uh, but anyways, see what I did? I didn't mean to stay on that game too long. But uh, next, Chiefs and Jags. Uh, Chiefs are able to get back on track, win 17-9. to um, Chiefs, uh, you know, Got back on track, but their offense still looks kind of shaky. Um, the Jaguars look good, but it's like they couldn't really score in the red zone. It, 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 I don't know. Jaguars are ready to take the next step, but, you know, maybe they get intimidated when they play the, you know, the champions, the, the you know, two-time champion Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, you know what I mean? Uh, it was in Jacksonville, though. Um Let's see. The Packers beat the Falcons. Oh, actually, no. The Falcons beat the Packers to go two and zero in Atlanta. They won twenty five to twenty four over Jordan Love and the Packers. Um, Jordan Love's looking better than expected. Um, you know what I'm saying? He's doing some things out there, but when it mattered in the fourth quarter to kind of score and take them over the top and come back against the Falcons, whose running game looks pretty dominant. B.J. Robinson looks raw. Um, and they don't throw the ball if they don't have to. So if they can control the game and run the ball and score touchdowns that way, they're going to do it. And uh, Jordan Love didn't have enough to uh, come back and, you know, take them over the top. Clay, get up. Get away from there. <clears throat> but, yeah. The Packers uh, lost to the Falcons, twenty-four to twenty-five. Um, the Packers are one and one. Falcons one or two and zero. Raiders lose to the Bills, thirty-eight to ten. Not really much to say about that game. The Bills lost uh, last week, I believe, and they wanted to get back on track. They lost to the Jets, uh, yeah, week one. So they wanted to get back on track, and the Raiders did start off well, but you know the Bills kind of had to get their licks back and make an example of them because people are doubting Josh Allen. And if he can be productive and not turn over the ball all the time, and yeah, um, he kind of got back on track this week. Um, one and one for the Bills, and the Raiders are one and one, I believe, as well. Chargers play the Titans. The Titans beat the Chargers twenty-seven to twenty-four. Chargers, man, zero and two. Um, they're looking good offensively. Keenan Allen's balling out. Justin Herbert's balling out. Uh, Austin Eckler did hurt his ankle and wasn't available this game, and they did shut down uh, Robert Kelly. 
Joshua Kelly, I think his name is. <laughs> Robert Kelly is R. Kelly. <laughs> Josh Kelly didn't really, uh, you know, do what he did week one, um, being uh, Austin Eckler's backup. But, um, yeah, the Titans were able to come back and steal a victory from the Chargers. Chargers 0-2, and I think the Titans are 2-0, I believe. I don't know. I don't remember if they won last week. Um, 49ers uh, beat the Rams 30-23 in L.A. L.A., you know, put up a good fight, though. Puka Nakua had like 25 catches with which is kind of weird. 25 targets and like 20 catches. I don't know. Some some crazy like that. One of the most catches for like a rookie in a whole long time. But they put up enough, they put up points and play some good defense in the beginning of the game. Um but the 49ers are kind of OP right now with Christian McCaffrey, with Debo Samuel, and with George Kittle, um, with the offensive line and be able to move the ball the way they are in the scheme of Kyle Shanahan. Um, it's kind of it's kind of hard for anybody to beat them. Um, and without Cooper Cup and without a prominent running back, uh, Matt Stafford is out there making it work with the weapons that he did have. Um, but he he didn't have enough. Ultimately, the uh, 49ers defense kind of just shut everything down and they were able to score some points in garbage time, but they weren't able to actually make that comeback that they were trying to make. Uh, the Rams go to one and one. 49ers are... 2-0 as of now, but they played the Monday Night Football game, uh, which I'll tell you about, which they eventually go 3-0, obviously, because they played the Giants. But mm. Giants beat the Cardinals 31-28. to uh, I guess the Cardinals were winning the whole game, and then the Giants actually made a comeback. My red zone actually stopped working after a while, so I didn't get to see um, what was going on in that game. But I did hear that the Cardinals were actually on the way of victory, but Daniel Jones, after getting embarrassed 40-0 to week one, was like, nah, I'm going to come back and do what I can. Um uh, Take on Barkley scored like two touchdowns, but they did lose him to a high ankle sprain and they didn't have a Monday night football when they played the 49ers, which they got kind of stomped on, which I'll get to eventually. Uh, Jets and Cowboys, the Cowboys defense pretty much stomped the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson looked super pedestrian and he was making a bunch of mistakes, keeping the already super good Cowboys defense in the game. Um, but yeah. Not really. You already know how that was going to turn out. After Aaron Rodgers went down, their kind of seasons kind of expect to go in the tank. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Commanders and the Broncos. That was supposed to be another good game. Uh, Russell Wilson almost came back with the Hail Mary. Uh, didn't get a two-point conversion, so they ended up losing. Uh, Commanders are, I believe, 2-0 and at this point, and the Broncos are 0-2. And the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson thing isn't really working as uh, thus far. Um, they're trying to figure it out, but it's just causing a whole bunch of media uh, scrutiny, which is probably eventually going to cause division in the in the locker room. But who am I? Uh, I don't know. But the uh, Broncos do need to pick it up. They play, I think, the Lions this week, if I'm not mistaken. No, let me sit down here. I'll get to that in a minute, whatever. Uh, Dolphins and the Patriots. Dolphins were able to win 24-17. to 17. Dolphins looking really impressive right now. Their offense is really explosive. Uh, Tyreek Hill, even the other receivers, Waddle, of course, he got a concussion in this game. But Smythe, uh, their other guys are just uh, – Braxton Berrios are just able to make plays. The speed guys are able to make plays in space. And when they protect Tua, Tua is able to find the guys in space and get extra yards and do what he's needing to do. Um he had a bad turnover in the game, but other than that, uh, he was able to stop the, I mean, beat the lowly Patriots. The Patriots offense is looking kind of pedestrian right now, too. They're trying to, still trying to get themselves together. Um, they believe in Mac Jones, but the offense isn't really looking that good. Putting points up is a struggle. The receivers aren't really fast. The running backs are good. They have Zeke and Ramon J. Stevenson's, but Stevenson, but the receivers 
don't really have much speed, no, not much separation at all. So it's causing Mac Jones trouble and their offense is cool, but it's usually when they're already losing and trying to come back. You know what I mean? So um, I believe they're one and one um, the Patriots, but yeah, the Dolphins are two and oh, looking like they're going to win that division, looking like they can make a run this season. Mike McDaniel's doing a great job over there. Saints beat the Panthers 20-17, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Saints, forget those guys. And then Browns uh, versus the Steelers we saw on the Sunday night football game. This is a terrible football game, to be honest. I'm not even going to lie to you. Both quarterbacks looked really bad and made a bunch of mistakes, which eventually led to the Steelers' defense steal, uh, sealing the game late in the game with the interception. Uh-oh. Deshaun Watson, you know what I'm saying? Baker Mayfield's winning this after, you know, divorced from the Browns, you know what I'm saying? The Browns thought they moved on and got Deshaun Watson, this this star quarterback that's going to take him to the promised land, paid him all this money, set this new market for the quarterbacks and this dollar amount that the quarterbacks are getting and stuff and kind of went out there and shit the bed the first couple of games and looked bad kind of coming back last season after the six-game suspension. Um, so we'll see. But Baker Mayfield is actually doing a lot better and showing a lot better. And I bet they wish they haven't didn't give up on Baker. I think he had like f- four or five different offensive coordinators and head coaches over there in the Browns. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that brings us to week three in the spreads and predictions uh, for next week. We already saw the 49ers, like I said, beat the Giants this week. Uh, Daniel Jones just looked clueless without – they're missing a guard, the right tackle, they're running back. Um, the receivers really didn't get no separation. There is some fast guys to have on the squad, but everything was a quick slant. Darren, Wall- Darren Waller was the main target, but it just looked like – Daniel Jones was uncomfortable at all. Throwing the ball in weird-ass positions for Darren Waller to try to get have Darren Waller on my um, fantasy team, so I'm kind of bitter about it right now, so I'm kind of talking like that about him. Uh, but, yeah, Daniel Jones looked out of sorts. And, again, that 49ers offense looked unstoppable. Christian McCaffrey can score whenever he wants. Debo, Samuel, Debo Samuels is untackleable. You can throw a quick slant to him, like a five-yard slant. He'll just run through everybody to the end zone. You can throw a fucking post to him. A 10-yard post, uh, he'll catch it, bounce off everybody. You can throw, you know, just a go route. He'll catch it over everybody. He's just dangerous. And he didn't, he didn't even have the real route guy out there, Ayuk, who can make stuff happen and open stuff up for Debo and Kittle and all the other weapons. And you can just spread McCaffrey out and make him a receiver. And you got youth check that's just willingly a blocker, goes out there and smashes people in the mouth. And then you have an offensive lineman that goes out there and punches people in the face. It's just, it's just wild. 49ers are primed to do some things this year. Um them and the Cowboys are fighting to see who who they can beat the worst to have a better resume to see who they can, you know, who can win at the end of the year. We have to see, you know what I'm saying? There's a couple of teams in the NFC that may have a thing to say about how the Cowboys and the 49ers are being talked about in the NFC. And a couple of teams in the AFC might have something to say, like Miami, might have something to say about the Bills and the Chiefs and the same run-of-the-mill teams that are trying to run the AFC. So the NFL can be different, man. After week two, it's been some crazy games, some crazy results. But let's get into this week's three spreads and my predictions for those. So we already saw the San Francisco game, so I'm kind of late on that. But Cleveland versus Tennessee – uh, they're in Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's favored by three over Tennessee. Uh, who do I got in that game? I don't know, man. Tennessee's quarterback situation is kind of shaky. Uh, the Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins thing is kind of, you know, people you can go to and kind of expect production from on that offense. Cleveland Browns offense is looking kind of shaky, but that defense is looking really good. And if they can slow down Derrick Henry and shut down D-Hop, I think that I think that could be an effective formula to beat the Titans. So I actually got the Browns. Uh, I'm hoping Deshaun Watson can shake it off and actually be productive for the team. But right now he's looking like a detriment to the team because that defense had him in the game on, on Sunday, but 
him turning the ball over as much as he did and grabbing people's face masks and throwing them on the ground just messed up a lot of stuff for them. But I, I got Tennessee. Uh, I mean, I got Cleveland at home um, and probably to cover too. Um, Atlanta versus Detroit. Atlanta's in Detroit. Atlanta's favorite. I mean, Detroit's favorite by three and a half. I got Detroit. I'm not going for Atlanta. I like you, Bijan. Uh, I know you's on my team. Hope you score a touchdown or two. Uh, I got Jameer Gibbs on the Detroit Lions too, so I can equal, equally want to go for them. So, But I got Detroit by the three and a half. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Green Bay versus New Orleans. You already know who I got. Green Bay is at home. I got Green Bay all day. They're favored by two, but I got them as well. Uh, Miami at Denver. Or actually, no, Denver at Miami. Uh, Miami's favored by six and a half. Ooh, that's high. Uh, but I got Miami. Um, I don't know if they'll cover, but actually, they'll probably cover. They'll probably blow these fools out. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Russell Wilson's going to do. Uh, and, that, and that Miami defense is surprisingly good, too, with Bradley Chubb out there doing well and healthy. Yeah, they're looking good out there. So yeah, I got I got Miami at home. Um, the Chargers versus the Vikings. Uh, they're in Minnesota. Uh, the Chargers are favored by one. I got the Chargers for sure. You already know what it is. Repping Justin forever. You know what I'm saying? Oregon till I die, boy. Um, but yeah, I got I got Chargers to actually get their first win because zero two is not good. Especially if you lose, if you go on three, man. The, the odds of them making the playoffs and making a run in the AFC is probably not gonna be good for them. Um, but I do got the Chargers in Minnesota. And then we got New England. At the Jets, Whew. I think New England's probably going to win this game just because of Bill Belichick's defense and Zach Wilson's experience, you know what I mean? Unless they can get lucky and uh, Garrett Wilson get open on some crazy plays and they can just run the ball really well uh, with Brees Hall and uh, Dalvin Cook. We'll see how that works. But if they can do that and just control the time of the, you know, time of the game and get through that Bill Belichick defense, because we already know they have a great defense, and we don't know what's going on with that New England defense. So uh, I don't know who I'm going to pick in this one. But I'm going to pick New England just because I, I feel like Bill Belichick will get it done in New York. Uh, Buffalo versus uh, Washington. Buffalo's are visiting Washington. Uh, Washington Arts is 2-0. Uh, but I think Buffalo Bills are just going to be on this mission to show that they are what people expect them to be this year. I got the Buffalo Bills in Washington this Red is uh, Buffalo by six and a half. That's another high-ass one, but I do got Buffalo still. Um, Jaguars uh, are playing Houston Texans. Jags are at home. I think they rebound off after the loss to Kansas City. And I think they find the end zone quite a few times. They're fair by nine and a half, so I think they will get in there and get shit done. Uh, Baltimore versus uh, Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are at Baltimore. Baltimore's fair by eight. Damn, all these high-ass spreads. Uh I got Baltimore. I think they're on the road. They're going to get on track and actually may even win that division after seeing how bad the Bengals are right now. Uh, Pittsburgh's offense is broken. And the Browns, yeah, their offense is kind of like weird too, especially with Bradley Chubb getting hurt. That that entry was crazy. Yeah. How did I miss that? Yeah. Don't go look it up on the internet. It's a second knee injury, but prayers out to Bradley Chubb. I mean, Nick Chubb because, yeah. Knee injuries for a running back. Me personally, I feel like they should put a rule in play to where running backs, if somebody's engaged with them up high, somebody can't go down low. You know what I mean? And if you go down low, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. This rules that they put in place for receivers and quarterbacks, I think you need to give the running back a a a way, a penalty and a way to protect themselves as well because I feel like running backs get hurt really easily because of the fact they're just running straight in the hole and get, get, get hit first contact by people just full speed and – it's a little harder for receivers because they're very protected. Hard for quarterbacks to get hit because they're protected. Linemen are protected as well. Um, but whatever. That's just me. Uh, let's see. And then we got 
Seattle versus Carolina. Carolina's playing in Seattle. I think Seattle's actually going to win this game. Andy Dalton's starting. I think uh, Bryce Young got hurt, so he's going to be out a couple of weeks. Um, I think Seattle actually gets their second victory. Um, who else we got? Boom, boom. We got Kansas City playing the Chicago Bears. Chicago's visiting Kansas City. Ooh, shit, this may be the biggest one. Uh, Kansas City's favored by 12 and a half at home. Uh, Kansas City is definitely going to win this game. The Bears, again, have no offense. Justin Fields doesn't really know what he's doing out there. It looks like um, him and the offensive coordinators are probably going to have a week together to get things together and just kind of get in the lab and fix things because the media is already kind of trying to pit them against each other. Um, but Kansas City's defense is probably going to stomp the Bears out pretty easily. Um, the offense is still trying to find its way, but the DBs on the Bears, I don't think they have any DBs right now. Um, the Bucks played them and destroyed their DBs, and they all got hurt. And then on the offensive side, I think yeah, I think their tackles hurt on the Bears. And uh, the Chiefs have an up-and-coming defense that's showing out this year. So I got the Chiefs to win. I don't know if they're going to cover by that 12-and-a-half, but I got them. Cardinals and Cowboys. Cardinals are visiting Arizona. They're probably going to smack these boys. They did lose Trayvon Diggs, another knee injury. Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL at practices now for the season. Um, but, you know, the Cardinals are starting Dobbs. Um, I don't think they'll be able to really do much offensively. Um, we'll see if Hollywood Brown's able to exploit um, Diggs being out, but who knows? That defense has still got all their pass rushers, and they've been causing havoc on offensive lines and sacking the quarterback and taking the ball away. So they'll still probably be able to do that at a high rate, but and the Cardinals are trying to get the number one and two picks with a high draft pick. So I think they'll probably lose that game, but again, I don't know if, well, Cowboys been blowing people out, so they may lose by that spread of 12 and a half, because this game is 12 and a half, too, in favor of the Cowboys. Uh, Pittsburgh plays in Vegas this week. Vegas is favored by two and a half at home. Pittsburgh, again, their offense, I don't know what's going on. Kenny Pickett, um, it looks like he doesn't really know what to do. It didn't look like he did at the end of last year when they went on a uh, run, winning like six games in a row, but um, they're playing in Vegas. Jimmy Garoppolo and Devonta Adams looking pretty good. Um, Josh Jacobs isn't doing really well yet, but I think they get it together. Well, I mean, Pittsburgh defense is really good, but we'll see what happens with them. Um, and we'll see what happens with the Raiders. Um, but I got, I got the, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers probably in this game because the Raiders always be, they show good in the beginning and they always let you down towards the end of the game. So I got Pittsburgh against that spread. Oh yeah. And I got the Cowboys and I got the Chiefs in the last two, I really say. Philadelphia is going to play the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. You already know how I feel about this. Talk a little bit about this when I was talking about Baker Mayfield earlier. I think the Bucs have a chance to win the game. I think we're going to go in there and give it our all. I don't think we're going to get blown out. It's a home game. Again, the offense of the Eagles doesn't really look like it really knows its identity yet. Hopefully we can catch them before they actually catch that identity or remember what their identity is. Um, hope we get a, can stop the run, stop Jalen Hurts. And, uh, I mean, I, I feel like we are going to get hit for some passes. Devontae Smith is hella fast and uh, uh, A.J. Brown's hella strong. So I think our corners are big and kind of – well, Jamel Dean is kind of like 6'2", 6'3", he's fast, but he's kind of thin. And then – Carlton Davis is prone to get a penalty or two and pass interference. So it's going to be interesting. Hopefully Antoine, Win Antoine Winfield and uh, Neil coming back um, can shore up that secondary, can help in the secondary. And they were healing up last week so they can come back for this week against uh, the Eagles on Monday Night Football. But I don't necessarily think we're going to win super confident about it, but I think we can. Um, so I'm picking the Bucks. Or, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles are favored by five and a half. I think it's like five now, maybe even four and a half. Um, so that tells me we have a chance. You know what I'm saying? Cincinnati versus Los Angeles. Cincinnati favored by two at home against the Rams. Um, the Rams 
kind of been showing out last couple of weeks offensively. I mean, defensively, they still have stuff, uh, some, some some holes with the departures of some, you know, Jalen Ramsey and some other pieces there. But I think that they'll get it together. And the pieces they do have on their offense and defense, though they're not their main pieces that they had last year or their best pieces, they're still showing out and holding their own. Um, Cincinnati, again, hasn't really played that well thus far. And I think Joe Burrow's still dealing with that calf injury. So I think if there's a game to steal, I think the Rams can steal this game from the Bengals um, and send the Bengals to 1-3, or 0 and three, which will be interesting because those statistics don't really say a team that's 0-3 can you know go on a run and make the playoffs like that. So, again, I got the Rams in that game. I'm, I'm going to take a risk with the Rams, even though they're uh, Cincinnati's favorite by two at home. So just reviewing my picks, I know I said I'll review the other ones, which you is kind of short notice, but I didn't do a week one. But again, I'm good, bro. I, I know my predictions are right. You ain't even got to check me out. You can just go take my word for it. I got them all right, and we good. Um, but again, let's just go over that. I got I got the Titans over the Browns in uh, Cleveland. I got at no, wait, I got Detroit at home versus the Falcons. I got the Packers at home versus the Saints. I got Miami at home versus Broncos. I got the Chargers in Minnesota. I got New England at the Jets. I got Buffalo at the Commanders. I got the Jags at home versus the Texans. I got Baltimore at home versus the Colts. I got Seattle at home versus the Panthers. I got Kansas City at home versus the Bears. I got Dallas Cowboys at, uh, in Arizona. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers in Vegas. I got the Buccaneers at home versus the Eagles. And I got the Rams in Cincinnati with, for the upset over the Bengals, sending them to 0-3. Yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got, man. And that's week three uh, previews and spreads and all that stuff. If you want to bet and have the predictions off of my my preferences, you can go and do so. Uh, but don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Maybe we'll get some prize picks and some betting stuff on here soon. Uh, because, again, we do – me and my homies actually have a group chat where we put in a lot of prop bets. It's legal in California out here. So we do do prop bets on all the games, all the sports that are available, WNBA, NBA, NFL – baseball, soccer, tennis, everything. There's prop bets. All you got to do is put less or more. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Price pick, if you want to sponsor us, go ahead and just hit us up. You know, Best of Bias Podcast will gladly uh, sponsor uh, or gladly be a part of the uh, Price Pick gang. You know what I'm saying? Get us a little promo code. That'll be sick. Uh, but moving on here, let's talk a little bit about fantasy because fantasy, that's connected to um, NFL. Hope everybody's doing good in their fantasy leagues. Let me drink some water real quick. Let me get, let me get a little water in me. Stay hydrated, everybody. Make sure you get your liquids in you. Very, 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 very important. But anyways, fantasy football. Hope everybody's doing good, man. I know there's some big money on the line. Best of Bias Invitational. We got $100 on the line this year. Everybody knows what's good. Everybody's paid up. Now everybody knows what's at stake. Everybody's trying to win $1,200. $1,200 is on the line. You know what I'm saying? So $1,200 worth of prize money. Uh, last third place gets their money back. $200 for um, second place. You know what I'm saying? A little sum sum. So it's out here. You pay attention to your team, set your lineups. Don't lollygag last year. We had some snafus, but this year we're going, we're off to a good start. Though I lost last week or this week, excuse me. Um, and I'm getting smacked because I think I'm playing against uh, George Kittle and and Debo Samuels in one of my leagues. But sheesh, um, I'm doing good, man. I, I had a 
big high scoring output for the first two weeks. So I lost my second week. I put up a big score, which is good for my points for, and you know, scoring against those top teams that do beat me. Just make sure they have hella points against them, unless you know, just in case it comes to down to a tiebreaker, and I have to have more points than this person or have you know a win over this person. Um, I'll be highly stacked with points, and I'll be putting points up against people. I got a team that's pretty raw. But anyways, last week's scores, let's talk about these, even though I don't really want to talk about last week's scores. Your boy ended up losing to Cam's catering, Kevin's team, 147 to 134. Um, shoot, it's crazy. We both have players that went off. Mike Evans went off for him. Keenan Allen went off for me. Um, I had, who did I have? Tyreek Hill go off for a bunch of points. He had somebody on his side go off for a bunch of points. It was like... The output for both of those players were equal to the point where they we had the same exact points at one point from those players. Uh, the output for my uh, main receiver was the same, exactly the same, and output for his main running back and my main running back was exactly the same or something like that. It was weird. But he ended up winning um, off of having Michael Thomas, and I had those extra points to edge me out uh, on the Sunday night football game. Uh, I think Kevin's 2-0 and now, and I'm 1-1 one one dropping the fourth place can uh, Kevin's in first place now. Itty Bitty, which I think is Derek's team now, um, he won against just a running back living play paycheck to paycheck, which is Yancey, 127 to 107. Shenanigans, which is Deshaun, lost to K-Swag, which is Kyle, 131 to 108. Pay Dirt, Jason, lost to You're Not the Boast of Me, with Sean, lost to 137 uh, to 102, Sean Gamble. Uh, Dijon's Dazzling Team, Lost to unanimous one twenty three to one ten. Um, shoot, yep, unanimous. Uh, I think he's one and one now. Dijon's one zero uh, and two, I believe. Hot Boys was actually able to get a win over Sean's championship team one fifty three to one uh, one twenty six. Damn, one fifty three. I didn't even notice you were the high scorer of the week, John. Good shit, Hot Boys high score of the week one fifty three. Ooh, that's big time. Um, so for the standings for this week, let me see if I can get that in here for y'all real quick. I didn't have those ready. I should have, which is my fault, my fault, y'all. But let me go to the pot. Let me bam, 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 bam. What league is this? Not the right league. Bam, 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 bam. All right. So first place, we got Kevin with Cam's catering 2-0. K-Swag in second place at 2-0. Itty Bitty, which is Derek. Uh, two and zero at third in third place. Fourth place is me, one and one. Fifth place, Hot Boys John coming in at one and one. Sixth place, Shenanigans at one and one. You're not the boast of me in seventh at one and one. Unanimous in eighth at one and one. Ninth, we got Dijon's dazzling team at one and one. Just a uh, running back living paycheck to paycheck. Yancey's at zero and two. Sean's championship team, which is Sean Middleton's at zero and two. And then Pay Dirt coming in last place at twelfth is Jason at zero and two. Man, you guys need to make those moves, dog. It's, it's time to make those moves. I mean, it's only week two, but I mean, you know what I mean. It's a, it, 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 I think it's only like 14, 13, 14 weeks until the playoffs actually start. For the fantasy league, six teams make the playoffs, so they cut it off pretty early for our, you know. So yeah, all these games matter. If you go on three, it's gonna be a tough road for you. It's gonna be time to make some trades, you know what I'm saying? But again, a championship belt is coming with this year's league. 
And uh, well, I might get a bigger loser trophy too, so y'all get you know more motivated not to get last place. We need to put some penalties in play. You know what I'm saying? We're just doing regular. If you lose, you lose. Twelfth place, ha 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 ha. Nah, bro. If you get twelfth place, especially if you get it multiple times, we gotta make you do something that's kind of embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing no elimination league to where it's like, okay, if you get last place, you're out of the league type shit. That's fucked up. Um, but you know. It's time. It's time to make that move. I'm one and one. I ain't perfect. I lost last week on a technicality. You know, I'm making moves right now for my teams to try to get back on track to get back in that first place running. You know what I'm saying? Top six. You want to be in top six all year. And again, you want to be in the top one, stacking up them wins and those points. So when it comes down to it, if you do start losing, you lose some players due to a bye or just getting hurt, you can have that security of having those wins stacked and you're getting ready to be there, you know, where it needs to be towards the end of making the playoffs making the playoffs is all that matters i know i think the first place team maybe the two first place teams get buys so that is uh, beneficial so you can just sit there and see what happens down in the bottom in the first couple of rounds of the playoffs but you know sometimes that can hurt you too because maybe your team has a good matchup in the first round of the playoffs but you're not playing your points don't even count so you know maybe you can, that could be wasted and you know having the buy can hurt you in the long run but Anyway, just stack those teams, stack them, you know, stack them wins up so you can try to stack these dollars, you know what I'm saying? I'm used to being up here in the top, you know what I'm saying? You don't want me to start talking my shit. I'm kind of like a little, a little a waiting for some players to get off of my team, Jameer Gibbs. I'm still waiting for someone out of him. Um, I'm looking for my running backs. My running backs is kind of shaky right now. I got James Conner, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, who's my other RB1? I don't remember who exactly my other RB1 is. Jameer Gibbs and... Littering and littering and smoking the reefer. I uh, know, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm just hoping for my team to get better. Terry kills my big point getter. I got the stack with Herbert and Keenan Allen. Um, also got uh, Laporta as my other tight end. You know, what I'm saying the rookie from uh, I don't know exactly. Where. I think he went to Iowa. Did he go to Iowa? I don't know exactly where he went, but he's looking like Jared Goff's little target there. Um, I know I have a, a good running back. Who's my other running back? I want to hold on. I got to look this up now. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I know I got another good. My my, my two is bad. My one is kind of good. Jameer Gibbs, James Conner. Yeah, damn. That's my running backs. Sheesh, I thought I had a better one than that. I went Jameer Gibbs. I kind of just threw it all in there because I got A.J. Brown as my number two receiver. So... But anyways, let's get out of this fantasy talk, man. But best of bias football league. Get your shit together if you want to win this money. And again, if you want to be on the pod, don't be scared, bro. I'm waiting for y'all. I'm waiting for y'all. Again, I know being on the pod is kind of an intimidating thing to do. Um, and I know it's not everybody don't want to be out there and get their business on blast because, you know, we'd be out there on YouTube and people would be hella self-conscious about stuff. And I don't blame them, man. It'd be You be you. And when you're ready, I'll be here for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Drinking water, ready to interview, interview y'all. And introduce y'all to the best of bias family because you know the, the family's expanding. My new hats too, y'all. I'm the new hats are fire. Oh, scroll. Sorry, I, <laughs> you guys saw that. You didn't need to see that. Aka, you can, you can blank it out or something if you if if you need to. Um, and don't worry about how my PlayStation's sitting too. It might be sitting wrong. I'm not exactly sure how if it's supposed to be sitting on the stand like that, but anyways, let me not get too off track. I'm trying to get through this here. Um, 
College football. Let's check in. Let's check in. Oregon rolls. Uh, we beat Hawaii last week, uh, 55 to 10, like we we're supposed to do. Bo next 21 for 27, 247 yards, three touchdowns. Tez Johnson, his adopted brother, two touchdown passes, uh, two touchdown catches, excuse me. Um, our running back trio, Noah Winnington, Bucky Irving, Jordan James, uh, going out there, scoring touchdowns, running the ball, and kind of just like getting whatever they wanted. It's, it's kind of crazy. Our receivers as well. Um, other receivers, uh, Bryant, our transfer from USC, and of course, Troy Franklin, our number one receiver. Uh, Bo missed on some long bombs out there to Troy, but after a while, we beat up on him so bad, so bad we kind of just kind of let off our starters and let them sit out a little bit after they did what they did in the beginning, first couple of quarters. Um, our D line, um, shoot, our freshman, Ugalele, uh, uh, Mateo. Uh, DJ's brother, the quarterback over there on uh, Oregon State, is doing good. Brandon Doralis, um, we got a bunch of guys. Mace Funa still there after a couple of years with that extra year of eligibility due to COVID. Um, actually out there pressing, you know, pushing the pocket and getting the quarterbacks, getting some sacks now. Um, our DBs are still scary. I know we're, you know, Oregon's kind of like a DBU. We, uh, last year we got Christian Gonzalez out there drafted to the Patriots. He out there shutting down Tyreek Hill um, last week when we played him. Though he scored a touchdown um, when Christian Gonzalez was on Tyreek Hill. I think he only caught like one ball and almost got an interception. I think he did get a pick. He did get a pick um, when he was targeted. Um, but yeah, um, they're out there. They're, they they leave room for improvement. It's going to be trouble when we play um, the Colorado State this week. Um, kind of, I should just get into it. Yeah, we beat we beat Hawaii 55 to 55 to what was it? 55 to 10. We're like we we're supposed to. Um, but this week we have a bigger challenge ahead of us. Um, I should talk about Colorado first. We play Colorado and Eugene this week. Um, a bigger test, a tougher test, a tougher offense. We did play Texas Tech, in, uh, Texas Tech and they gave us all that we can handle. Um, but I feel like this week we're actually going to be able to do something. Um, and I'm, I think we're ready for it. But let me just talk a little bit about CU um, really quickly here. Um, Coach Prime, let me, actually let me do something, a little something I like to call like to call the dual cameras, dual cameras. You feel me? Uh, let me get into it. So dual cameras on them. Coach Prime. I love Coach Prime. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a hater. I am not a hater with anything that Colorado has going. Um, I know in the past you probably heard me some, say some stuff about Colorado, uh, make some jokes in passing about Colorado because they're kind of a rival of Oregon's. But the attention and the, the, the hype that he's bringing Coach Prime is bringing to Colorado is dope. It's cool. It's good. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love to see a black man winning. I love to see what he's doing at the school. I love to see everything that he's doing for the school. But this week right here, the week that he's playing right here, week four for him, I think it is week three. They play TCU, CSU. Um, yeah, Nebraska. Yeah, they playing us now week four. When they play Oregon, when they come to Eugene, I don't think it's going to go like everybody expecting the national media. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a hater. I don't want to sound like I don't like Coach Prime, but I just feel like they're going up against a different animal when they're playing Oregon this week. This is Oregon we're talking about. The cream of the crop of the Pac-12. The jerseys. The puddles the duck doing the push-ups. Shout at going into the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? In Eugene Stadium, it's not going down. I know you brought all those stars to Colorado. I know what you're doing for it, and I love it. I love what you're doing for the program over there, bringing all the notoriety, bringing the stars, bringing the recruits, bringing the money. Keep doing it. I want you to keep doing it. You're going to the Pac, uh, Big 12 next year. Another division, um, getting more notoriety. You probably run that division. I bet you will. But this week, prime. We're going to do something. I, if we lose, I'll take all this back. And I, there's a chance their offense gets off and does what they need to do against us to score some points. But I do not believe they have what it takes to beat us 
when it matters. Uh, offense, defense, lines on both sides, I think they're superior to what they have over there in Colorado. They were able to do what they did to TCU because TCU was a fraud. TCU was a fraud. Um, Nebraska fraud. CSU shouldn't even been in the game with you guys. Um, the It was really hyped up. It was a rivalry game. Hunter got hurt. I know, I know it's a bummer. Um, it's, it's how the game goes. It was a cheap shot. Um, guys should not be getting death threats. That's one thing. But it was a cheap shot. That's really unfortunate, especially with this stretch of games that uh, Colorado has coming up against Oregon, playing USC next week. Uh, but USC plays in Boulder. So it's going to be a great game. Um, again, it's bringing a whole bunch of notoriety to Colorado. Um, Prime's charisma, Prime's uh, relatability, his ability to talk to people, uh, to 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 make a group gravitate towards him and buy into what he's doing, I think is great. I think Prime going and sitting in couches, uh, families and trying to recruit people's sons to Colorado is a great thing for not only the people um, getting recruited, not only for Colorado, not only for the families knowing that their coach cares and that actually is going to do what it takes to help your son get to the next level and be safe and feel like I have this person, oh, I'm sweating that bad, that, uh, that is there to actually help my son get to the next level and not just use him to make a whole bunch of money for this university. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's really cool, but I, I don't, I don't. This game is big this week. This big game is really big. Dan Lanning in his second year is attempting to do something that Oregon hasn't done um, in a long time. Well, ever win a national championship, but go back to the college football playoff. We were there in the first year when we played uh, Florida state, I believe, and uh, beat Jameis Winston going to the championship. I think we lost to Ohio state, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but this game is going to be big. It's going to be a primetime game on Fox. I'm just like the third, fourth primetime game for CSU or CSU, uh, CU. We barely ever get on TV. Actually, Oregon's on TV a lot, but to get on primetime every week, Oregon would never be able to do that. Oregon's never been able to do that. So for the Buffs to do that and come to Eugene with the hype and think that they're just going to walk on, walk in and beat us like they did TCU, walk in and do us like they did Nebraska, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't want to sound like, you know, braggadocious or anything like that, but, bro, we we worked for this. We <laughs> we built this team. We It's taken year. I mean, this is Dan Lanning's second year. But you don't understand how many years it took for us to get right and have our recruiting right and get our right quarterback after Justin Herbert left. It's just not going to be no walk in the park. I mean, I love again, I love what Coach Prime is doing, but I don't think you're just going to walk in one season with a bunch of transfers and put a team together and just beat the cream of the crop of the Pac-12 like it's nothing. You're not just going to beat. Oregon. You're not just going to beat USC. You're not just going to beat Washington. You're not just going to beat Utah. Just being as your your prime time and feel like people can just you know you you can get people to push to the total the limits just because you're prime and things your word and your gospel can just push people to the next level. I know. I trust me again. I love Coach Prime. I love everything he represents over there at CU. But I think it's not no cakewalk like it's been the first three weeks coming into this Pac-12 play. And yeah. Luckily, he's only going to have to experience it for one year. He's going to the Big 12 next year, like I said before. But it's not going to be no cakewalk. This Pac-12 stuff, especially with all these teams ranked, it's tough. And he's going to – it's a different monster, man. And we might get we might get a good two or three teams in the playoffs playing like we're playing right now in the Pac-12. So it's not going to be a cakewalk, cakewalk prime. And welcome, Eugene. And we're going to see what's going to happen on Saturday, 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern. It's going down. Prime, prime time in Eugene. We got this. You know what I'm saying? Anyways.
sorry, I had to do another dual video, two videos, but yeah, it just sucks, man. I do feel bad for Travis Hunter, though. Um, he's only a sophomore, so he does have one more year eligibility. Well, he has a whole bunch of years eligibility, but he probably won't stay in the college for too long, depending on what kind of NIL money he gets. That's the whole thing with Sador and Shiloh right now. Sanders, they don't, you know, I don't think they're ready for the NFL necessarily, but, you know, Deion's saying, kind of saying that they, I think he's kind of saying they ain't ready but saying in the nicest way possible. I know Shiloh is not going to get drafted high. And I think Sador going in against all these quarterbacks that are going to come out this year, he'll get, I think he will kind of get drafted a little bit lower. Um, though it may be good for him as far as like going to a better team, maybe sitting behind somebody that'll help him learn. Um, but money wise, he probably wants to get drafted high. So I advise he probably, you know, and everybody else is kind of probably advising that he stays in school, gets better. He's learning in Tom Brady. You can get a little, a whole bunch of offseason help under Tom Brady. Who else can get help from Tom Brady to get better at your craft? Who knows better than Tom Brady what it takes to be an NFL quarterback than Tom Brady? So I think that's going to be beneficial for him to stay. His brother's going to get way better. Um, they'll get a they'll get a one year in the Pac-12 to get experience with these. You know, it's going to be a tough road. I'm telling you, it's going to be a tough road for him in the Pac-12. But once he gets to the Big 12, he'll be ready to play some of those Texas teams. He'll get a whole bunch of recruits in next year. The big guys that he needs for the trenches to actually compete against bigger, you know, bigger guys. Um, it took us a while to do that. You know what I'm saying? That's how I know, like, it's not a flat, especially in the Pac-12. Like, you won some games, but, you know, there's low expectations already. So for him to win the way he's doing now, of course, people are like, yeah, you know, this is really cool to see. But, yeah. If it was that easy, Oregon would have won the Pac-12 every year. You know what I'm saying? But every year there's a new challenger. Every year there's a new uh, crop of recruits that come into the Pac-12 and just shows out. They cannibalize themselves. You know what I'm saying? Those teams can't really go to the top because every year they have to play each other and they knock each other out or give each other just that loss to take them out of playoff contention. You know what I'm saying? Especially with Utah and uh, uh, USC. Um, Washington is looking crazy right now and us with Oregon is just going to be it's going to be a crazy race to see who wins the Pac-12 in general so for them to expect Prime to win every game convincingly is just going to be crazy and I think that you know people realizing that and I know there's not as much hype on you know Colorado winning this game as there was of course they're going to beat all the other teams they played um, but I think the expectations coming down now is good because, you know, you don't want to put too much expectations on his back. And then once he doesn't win the national championship, everybody's like, oh, yes, let's fire the guy. Or let's not think he's actually capable of doing the job. No, he is. He is. He's probably going to do a great job, uh, excellent job, especially in the next coming years. But nobody has ever been first year on the team, had 70 recruits just transfer in and then just win every game and win the national championship. That's just not going to happen. It's a great story. Again, we love Prime. We love everything he represents, but, bruh, can we calm down with the hype? Like, every Instagram post is about Deion Sanders in Colorado, bro. I've never... Uh, Deion gets a ticket on his Lambo, Lambo for parking wrong at CS or at CU. Like, what? Man, I don't I don't care. Just let them play. Shadour shows his watch to the uh, the CSU coach at the end. Bro, it's okay. We'll get it. We'll get it. Just play football. Let's play football. It's a long season. A lot of stuff's going to happen eventually. I mean, I know he's new to the Pac-12, but this conference is crazy. Though it's not going to be around very long, you're going to learn that once you get to the end of this Pac-12 play, it's going to get nuts. Let me talk a little bit about this. This is interesting, too. This one little pop culture kind of sports topic I got here. T.O. versus Stephen A. Smith. I don't know if you guys have seen this in the, in the news recently, but it's T.O. and Stephen A. Smith got beef, man. I don't know if you saw that clip famously back when Max Kellerman was on first take. 
um, I forgot the situation exactly it was, but they, it was a clip. It was said, it was an interview and uh, T.O. was like, Stephen A., Max Kellerman's blacker than you. It was going, I, I, maybe it was during the NBA stuff when they're, or NFL stuff when they're taking knees and stuff like that. I don't know. I just remember exactly what it was, but it's been beef since then, I guess. Um, I guess behind the scenes, T.O. has been trying to sue Stephen A. for airing that clip or making him look bad in that clip. Stephen A. talks mess on ESPN because he has a platform to do so. He has his podcast where he can say pretty much whatever he wants and people listen. So they're going to pick up a lot more of what Stephen A. says than T.O. T.O. is a big guy. And though he can kind of probably beat up and intimidate um, Stephen A. in the long run, I just kind of feel like yeah yeah nothing's really gonna happen because i know Stephen a is probably always gonna have security i know he's probably gonna get embarrassed by Stephen a to the point where he's gonna want to fight Stephen a and he's not gonna be able to do it i mean Stephen a keeps saying you know where i'm at if you want to talk to me come see me about some they're at the colorado game on the sidelines they both saw each other nothing happened of course that was a classy thing to do as two brothers don't blow up the spot and and Give them white people there what they want to see, a bunch of craziness on the sideline, go out there and be prestigious like the men you are, the black prestigious black men you are, and and, and just hold it down for prime and just, you know, behave yourself. You gotta beef handle that externally. Don't don't do that while Coach Prime is trying to do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Um again, you know what I'm saying? I'm all about Coach Prime when it's uh, when it's not against Oregon. I, I hope they beat USC. I really do. But I hope they lose to us first. But Anyways, but yeah, I don't know what it is, man, but it just seems like they want to fight each other. Um, I guess on Joe Budden's podcast, I guess he was talking a little bit about uh, T.O. I, I guess that's why um, it got brought back up because I know this situation happened a long time ago. And shout out Damo. Um, he's working for uh, Shirley Temple and they haven't uh, they had uh, T.O. On, on recently, um, but can't really talk about it they don't want they don't want you can't really talk about that kind of stuff because uh it's something really you know when you get lawyers involved and stuff like that you can't you can't really go out there and talk about stuff especially when you know when when it's stuff that people try to handle legally they're really going to keep that behind 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 closed doors if there's cases going on they'll keep that shit behind closed doors but both of them i think Stephen a got plenty of money um I, and he said he's not getting a dime from him um, so if T.O. Uh, does need money and is trying to get money out of him by trying to sue him, it's not going to work. I don't know. Stephen A is just walking on money right now and can do what and say whatever he wants to say. But shout out T.O. I mean, I'm not saying nothing bad about T.O. I'm sure he has a say and has a viewpoint, too. I'm sure Stephen A can be arrogant sometimes, especially, again, being the money-making man, running ESPN the way he's running ESPN and doing all the shit that he's doing right now. Um, traveling private jets to Colorado games, him and Shannon. Um doing whatever they want to do. They talk about weed on first take now. It's kind of crazy. She's getting, she's getting the, the Shannon effect. You know what I mean? But man, I hope they don't fight and I hope they can hash it out. Um, T.O. be beefing with a lot of people, especially media guys, but I feel it though. Throughout his career, he, he got, he was thrashed a lot in the media and, you know, when you're out of the league, I guess it's your time where you can go back and push back against these guys and stuff like that. But shouts out to them. I thought it was interesting, though, that the, that it came back up. And Stephen A out there <laughs> talking that mess, you know what I'm saying? It's so funny to hear him talk like that. I'm so happy that he opened up and kind of does podcasts now and kind of is in more spots and kind of shows himself, lets his hair down a little bit more. And, um, and all his hard work is paying off, man. Shouts out to Stephen A. A lot of people, you know. A lot of people like him. Some people don't like him, you know what I'm saying? But I respect him and the stuff that he's doing, opening doors for people 
on his show, Ryan Clark, Swagoo, um, you know, Mad Dog, though he already had his thing, but just like, have, you know, just, I don't know if it was Stephen A's suggestion, but him being on there kind of gives it a little flavor. And then Mad Dog is kind of like letting his hair down now and kind of getting used to be everybody being around. Um, him and JJ are always the funniest, but, you know, I respect it. I respect, I respect them and Undisputed, man. They both offer really good, like services to people out there. People wake up in the morning and want to hear about stuff that happened in sports and hear their opinions on stuff. Because if not, the ratings wouldn't be so high. They wouldn't brag about that. And they wouldn't be on the air for so many years doing what they do, man. So shout out to First Take. Shout out shouts out to Undisputed, all these sports networks for being able to stay, um, stay afloat and give us the shit that we love and keep that all of our sports news right in our face and even though sometimes you kind of like be going off the rails and talking mess too much mess about these players and causing a lot of stress i'm sure but yeah if we didn't have these shows i don't know if we would be able to have access and to information the way we do now and i think it's really beneficial man i'm i'm a, I'm a type of guy that kind of wakes up every morning and seeks that kind of information in the sports and pop culture world so this this gives me they they give me my angles of in places where I can go do that and be myself and just get my feed and get, get, get my feel of stuff so I can bounce it back to you guys and the world keeps going round and round. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, Cinema Corner, we'll end it out, uh, finish it off with a little Cinema Corner, Ahsoka episode six. Came out Tuesday, watched it Wednesday, Tuesday night, watched it again Wednesday. Interesting episode we saw in episode five. Um, you know, Ahsoka came back um, pretty much uh after Sabine got taken, Ahsoka started asking a bunch of questions about what happened, and they kind of went out to try to find where uh, Ahsoka, or not Ahsoka, Sabine and all the others, the, you know, the one of the, shoot, the Dark Sisters or whatever, and the little witch lady and the other Jedis, where they took Sabine and that big-ass ring that they warped with. Excuse me, while I was gross. <laughs> they, um, you know, we saw them warp. Um, we didn't know where they went because they destroyed the map. But again, we saw that Ahsoka was able to use the force to talk to, I have what the whales are called. They're not called space whales. They're called, damn, I fucking forgot. I put it in my other thing. But anyways, they got inside the space whale's mouth and the, the space whales can fly through hyperspace. So they're able to use the space whales to fly, fly to the planet where the space ring went and teleported to with Sabine amongst their arrival at this planet, they were actually um, greeted by these three witch sisters. I think they're called the Dark Sisters, um, which um, the witch lady that's been trying to get them there this whole time is a descendant of. Um, and then as they're there, we see uh, Sabine get taken away to a uh, prison. And then we see a big ass ship, which was actually called the Chimera. I'm getting some, I'm getting filled in and watched a couple of videos on Rebels uh, because this shit continues just to have these, these Easter eggs from Rebels that if you didn't see it, you don't really know what's going on. So this is kind of, I'm actually, I like Ahsoka so much from just what I saw outside of Rebels. Um, I, I watched the Clone Wars a little bit, the cartoon that I was actually interested in seeing this show. Now I'm like, God damn, I don't really know any AKA on here displaying some shit to me because I don't really know what's going on. But I did watch a review video. Um, once they did get to this planet, um, you know, the witch lady, I'm gonna keep calling her next on her name, um, was actually over here looking for General Thrawn, Admiral Thrawn, um, who, shit, has an army of goddamn clones who I guess were all resurrected soldiers that were killed. Um, they're all exiled to this place, I guess, in Rebels. Um, 
the space whales got a hold of Admiral Thrawn and they were they space they warped his ass to this planet that they were stuck on. But when they did, they Ezra Bridger um, was te teleported out there, too. And that's who Sabine is looking for. And again, Ezra is a Jedi. Um, some that was being somebody that was being trained to be a Jedi um, and was Sabine's good friend. Um, again, Sabine's uh, Ahsoka's Padawan. So with the Ezra being taken, it kind of just kind of, I think that's what the Strahlerpreck broke the camel's back. Um, Ahsoka wasn't really interested in being a good teacher because we saw her in last episode. She still had internal strife with her and her master, her previous master abandoning her and her leaving her master and thinking her master kind of like, uh, you know, just kind of didn't really have internal relief on the reasons why she did it or that her couldn't really deal with the fact that her, uh, her, her, you know, her, I don't know, what do they call it? Her Jedi leader. I don't know. The person that trained her, her trainer, um, ended up going to the dark side and becoming bad. Uh, but anyways, once they found Thrawn out there, um, Admiral Thrawn's kind of basically his, his uh, motivations were to get back to the world and kind of start a war and just kind of attack because he was defeated and exiled for t about 10 years, I guess the timeline was. And he's had this army was out here floating around in this dead planet for so long. Um, he was just trying to find a way out so he can get back and just been planning to start a war and just get back on top and probably rule everything. Um, but Sabine has just come into this place. Um, I, I don't, she willingly gave up the map in the early episodes because she wanted to find Ezra. She knows she destroyed the map like Ahsoka told her to do. Um, so Admiral Thrawn couldn't be found. She knew that um, she wouldn't be able to find Ezra. So she didn't destroy the map. She gave it to the dark Jedi dude who then kidnapped her and took her to the place. But man, I think this, this Jedi dude has ulterior motives and i think he's actually a good guy kind of cascading around as a bad guy um but either way once they did get to the planet and they let sabine go um thrawn was like you guys you were able to help these people get here so i'm gonna let you go and not kill you and go ahead and go out there and try to find ezra he might be dead but you can go out there and try to find him and he kind of just thought that she'd be to be killed by the the cannibal people the natives that lived out there or that once she did find ezra um, she can he can send those Jedi people out there to kill him, or they can be killed by the Admiral himself. But ultimately, she does. Sabine does go out there. She does find um, Ezra uh, while going through a whole bunch of trials and tribulations with her little wolf dog guy. Um, and then um, the Jedi's go out to find Sabine if they find Ezra and try to kill him. But I think they're actually just going to recruit them. Um, you see the, uh, the older Jedi guy kind of talking about he wants to stay on that planet and restart his own little Jedi order type of thing. I think that's what he's trying to do. But at the same time, uh, Admiral Thrawn is going to try to kill him at the same time. So I think that's what's going to cause him to join up probably with Sabine and Ezra to help them get off the planet. Um, again, they're probably just going to take the angle of once Ahsoka gets to the planet, they're going to have Admiral Thrawn try to kill Ahsoka and they're going to attack Ahsoka um, with Admiral Thrawn actually being able to warp out and get away back to the world to start a war. But Ahsoka actually gets to the planet. So she's actually able to save Sabine, Ezra and everybody that's stuck there and probably the two Jedis there that are going to turn good. And they're probably going to be able to get away from that planet and use the tracking from the whales to do so. But in, ultimately, we're going to have probably like a, a in-game situation or an Infinity War situation where the bad guy does end up winning. Um, Admiral Thrawn is probably going to end up escaping and probably destroying that fleet that was waiting outside. You know, when it when the ring warped and it kind of took out some of the uh, 
uh, X Fighters. It uh, they're X Fighters. Um, I think he's gonna pop out, warp out there, and just destroy them. Just showing how powerful it is. Heavy spoilers kind of gave me this, you know, because I again I didn't see Rebels, but heavy spoilers. I watch them a lot for stuff that I don't really understand or stuff that I want to get a deeper view on in the comic book, you know, cinema world. You know what I'm saying? And Star Wars, Marvel, and stuff like that. So they kind of told me that, you know, gave a little hint that it's probably gonna end up ending with uh, Admiral Thrawn because he's probably gonna be a character um, that's linked to the Mandalorian. Um, probably uh, Ahsoka and some other people that are all or Boba Fett, you know what I'm saying? So we have storylines and movies with all these people. So she, uh, Admiral Thrawn just kind of connects and is related to all of them. So I think we're going to get a bunch of series of uh, Ahsoka, a bunch of seasons with Admiral Thrawn being the main antagonist. And um, though they're going to probably ultimately be uh, have the bad guy winning in the end. Ahsoka will be able to save Sabine and Ezra and we'll get a whole bunch of dead Jedis together to go help fight this war against Admiral Thrawn. That's what I think. That's what I think from a guy who has not seen rebels or the whole thing of uh, the clone wars or nothing like that. Um, that's just my, as I'm taking the ride along with y'all, that's just kind of what I think is going to happen. Uh, how do, what y'all think? If y'all like what I'm saying down here, comment at the bottom. Be like, this boy, right. But if not, just let me know. Educate me because I'm not, you know, the biggest Star Wars guy in the world. You feel me? But hey, I'm doing what I can. Maybe I can get AKA on the next one um, so we can get there and just explain what happened so far so you can just catch us up. Hopefully you can get another promo, a cool ass promo too, showing showing some stuff too that I was talking about. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a noob here. I'm just a humble guy trying to learn more about the Star Wars world that I admire so much. You feel me? Um, a couple of things that I'm watching before we get out of here. I know you guys saw my promo I just po posted about the Changeling. I said episodes one through three are out. That's back when I watched the first three episodes. There's like five episodes out now. Comes out every Friday. So on Apple Plus, check it out. You know what I'm saying? It's another little something to watch. You know, it just started on Apple Plus. Lakeith Stanfield doing his thing again. I said that last time. Um, I am watching the Challenge. The Challenge USA started. Um, we're deep in there now. Um, Challenge USA, if you're not familiar, it's just... Uh, all the USA kind of challenges from the shows on CBS. Uh, I think it's Big Brother, Amazing Race, Survivor, stuff like that. And of course, the challenge, um, just try to qualify to be on the world championships. Um, we actually have another challenge starting sometime in October of the regular cast members we know and love just doing a regular challenge. So we're, we got that going as well. And I'm definitely going to be watching that. Survivor, I think season 43, I think it is, starts next week, September 28th on Wednesday, I believe it is. So we got a bunch of stuff to watch. Um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new one's already out on Prime. If you have Amazon, or excuse me, on, uh, what is it? Paramount Plus. So if you have Paramount Plus, you can catch that on there already. Um, what else am I watching? And is there to watch? Um, I did start watching this show on Peacock, man. Uh, killing it with craig robinson you know what i'm saying it's funny you know what i'm saying it's a really good show again i watched twisted metal as well i told you guys about that i reviewed that a little bit but killing it with craig robinson watch that it's on peacock now uh what else am i watching that i uh music wise p diddy dropped an album i think it's called the love album um off the grid all r&b songs a whole bunch of great production and a whole bunch of artists that make really good music if you if you're interested in r&b go check that out some really good stuff out right now all, for all, for for the dogs, for all the dogs, all the dogs, for the dogs, whatever that Drake album is supposed to be called, it's not out yet, man. He's he's it's been two weeks for like seven weeks, and when I originally put out that video a long time ago talking about it's supposed to come out, I was embarrassed, and we've been embarrassed since then, bro. And that single that they put out, "Slime You Out" with SZA, I I don't know, bro. 
I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. That ain't it. I didn't like it. I don't know if you guys liked it out there, but it's not it's not something you give us after having us wait 1,700 weeks for the albums to come out. You didn't do that for the dogs. You did that for something else. I think you did that for the cats. That's what I think. But anyways, man, this is the end of the podcast. For like to let them know where they can find me at. Of course, it's SAC underscore Lydell on the Instagram, Patrick underscore Lydell on the Snapchat. That's where you can find your boy at. If you're looking for the best of bias podcast, of course, you can find it. If you type it in the uh, type it in your URL bar, bestofbias.com. I think we're still up on my old website, but I'm still trying to work on getting a new website up so we can get this merch out. Of course, we got merch. New hats coming soon. Uh, bucket hats, dad hats, beanies, trucker hats. We got a whole bunch of new stuff. New designs coming too. We got the Thunderbolt with Growly on top. It's coming real soon. Plus, it's a bunch of stuff to show you, especially really it's coming in a really good time. Winter time coming. Get you some Best of Bias merch. Um, again, if you're looking for the Best of Bias podcast on YouTube, of course, just type it into your YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, all that stuff. About 200 videos now, a.k.a. doing a beautiful job making these videos nice and uh, interesting for you guys. And it's just getting better and better with the new computer you got. He's putting the B-roll in there. We got clips, man. We getting back to the clips and stuff, you know what I'm saying, for y'all to be interested in. Um, but yeah, man, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. If you want to be on the podcast as well, hit me up. All the family is allowed and invited. Anybody, just hit me up. Anybody y'all want me to talk to specifically, I'll reach out to them, see if they want to be on. Got a bunch of family that's doing some interesting, interesting things out there that need to be on the podcast and people that do need to return that I want to introduce you guys to, so... Yeah, that's a lot. And I had I held you guys for a lot today. It's Saturday, um, maybe even Sunday. I don't know what day it is, man, because I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be lagging with the releases. But whatever day it is, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, thank you for clicking on this podcast because you could have clicked on any podcast in the world, but you clicked on this one. Come back next week for all the sports reviews, podcasts, pop culture, Cinema Corner, Fantasy Football. We'll review the NFL. We'll review everything else. And we got NBA coming up real, real soon. And Man, who knows? We'll talk about WNBA soon, uh, soon too. We're in the semifinals. We got uh, the Connecticut Sun versus the, uh, I think it's New York Liberty. And then we got the Dallas, uh, what's, the, what's the Dallas Wings versus the Vegas Aces. So, yeah, we got some, we got a great semifinal coming up. So, we'll talk a little bit about that because I think the games are on Sunday. So we'll we'll know who wins game ones on Sunday. So we'll get into it. A lot of that and much, much more, more guests, more love coming on the Best of Bias podcast. You know what I'm saying? We're here weekly, baby. We're always here. We're here for you every week. I hope you guys like the glasses too. Hope they weren't too distracting today. But love y'all. Where that theme song at? It's right here. Yeah. It's the best of, best of bias. You need to hear for, you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best of, best of bias. Uh, your best of bias. Yeah.